Hey, be careful. The devil might jump on you. This is what I was told a lot when I was a kid. And I, I honestly always thought, wow, the devil is amazing. Why did I think that growing up as an evangelical Christian kid? Well, we were told the devil controlled music. The devil controlled uh, pool halls. The devil controlled 7-Elevens. The devil controlled Procter & Gamble with 666 signs in their logo. The devil was everywhere, and he was amazing. And if you weren't careful, you would open a door, we were told to him, and he would jump on you and control you. And I used to think, why? Why isn't God that powerful? Why doesn't God have some ability to jump on people and control music and all these other facets of our culture? And I've learned now that that was what we called back then satanic panic and still this belief that it's really easy to get away from godliness and God. My guest today on the Post-Evangelical Podcast is Ashley Hefley, and she is a Christian searching out what Christianity looks like for her, and a connection to mysticism that isn't necessarily held into the Christian box. I've sort of entitled her the tarot card reading Christian, and she joins us on the podcast today to explain how other mystical practices can be helpful to followers of Christ and lovers of God. And so we talk about it in today's podcast and I hope you'll join us for it. And I hope you'll go to my website, pastor-paul.com, and help us there by signing up for a free newsletter account, or if you can, subscribing to help us financially. As little as $5.99 a month is a big help, and you can subscribe for some cool stuff all the way up to $100 a month, and it'll help keeping our message to flow. Now let's talk to the tarot card reading Christian, Ashley Hefley, on this edition of the Post-Evangelical Podcast from our website at pastor-paul.com. All right, we're live, and my guest is Ashley Hefley today, uh, an organ donation professional and a former evangelical turned mystic, which I'm intrigued by, and a retired Disney princess performer. So you've done a little bit, a little bit of everything coming into this world that we're in today. Yes, uh, magic has always kind of been a part of my life. It feels like, but now just in a different way. And yeah, I'm so happy to be here. It's great to talk to you. I appreciate the time. So what? What is intriguing to me as, and this is the post-evangelical podcast, we're talking about what spirituality looks like in what I call a post-evangelical world, even though we still have evangelical churches around, I think we're moving into a season sort of beyond that. And you have a Christian background that now has turned towards some more mystical practices, and you even say Christians can learn from some of these mystical practices from other uh, traditions, faiths, et cetera. And so how did you come into this mystical space? I want to say probably, you know, ever since I was maybe in high school, I really enjoyed astrology. And I think that was something that 
was kind of popular, has been popular for a while, reading your horoscopes and stuff. Was that, was that evil in your household, though? Or were like demons going to jump on you? Like that would have, in my household, it was, <laughs> if you read the horoscope in the newspaper, when we had newspapers, you know, demons yep. were going to jump on you for doing that. Yeah, it was definitely uh, very taboo. I didn't really talk about it, but I always I always enjoyed reading it in like my magazines that I had. Um, but it was definitely was kept on the down low. I didn't talk about it. Um, but then, like, as time has gone on, it's it's come into more of the mainstream space. And with social media and stuff, we have a lot more access to information. Um, and TikTok happened. So I was always looking at astrology videos on TikTok and how the algorithm works. It got me down a little bit of a, a rabbit hole of all sorts of different kinds of practices and um, into tarot cards and and even onto witch TikTok. And I at first was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> where am I? How did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was I enjoyed what I was watching and I was like started to have those questions like what about this is bad you know do do you consider yourself to be a witch at this point I do and okay. I like at this point I like to have that because it gives a little bit of a shock factor when I say it sometimes <laughs> okay and then people are always curious they're like what what does that mean to you? And I think they're always a little bit surprised by the answer of it. It means something different to everybody. And for me, it's connecting with the earth, connecting with the elements, um, and maybe bringing it back to a space of more ancient indigenous practices and like really learning about the earth and you know, our planets in the universe in a way that can help aid me as a person? Like what, what do I need to be working on as a person and how can these things help me? Now, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the Greg Locke video <laughs> uh, about witches. And if, uh, let me, I'm going to play it real quick. I hope it's not offensive to you, but no. <laughs> anybody that hasn't seen this, I, I shouldn't say crazy video. That's, that's mean to create to, to people who are struggling with mental health issues. <laughs> This video from this outrageous pastor. Uh, this is Greg Locke, a uh, uh, an extremist pastor in Tennessee, talking about witches. We got first and last names of six witches that are in our church, and you know what's strange? Three of you are in this room right now. Three of you in the room right now. You better look in my eyeballs. We ain't afraid of you, you stinking witch. You devil-worshiping Satanist witch. We cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your spells. We break your curse. We got your first name. We got your last name. We even got an address for one of you. You so much as cough wrong, and I'll expose you in front of everybody in this tent, you stinking witch. So... What do you think about, whoops, let me get you back here. What do you think of when you hear something like that? Um, the first, when my mom saw it, she texted me and was like, hey, I just, I like, be careful. Because <laughs> she knew that I was putting stuff out on the internet. Um, 
it, it, I would love with people like that. You, you can obviously tell that there, there isn't going to be any like conversation. There's not going to be any listening. Um, I can tell you, you know, I could tell him straight to his face. Like, I don't, I don't believe in Satan. So how could I worship somebody that's not there or how I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, believe in the devil. So how can I, you know, worship something that I don't believe in per se? Um, and like starting that, that conversation, but it, it is, it is a interesting thought that Christian culture for a long time has equated, um, witchcraft and like Satanist, you know, devil worshiping as like the same when for most people, that's not the case at all. Cause most, or a lot of witches don't even like claim like a belief in Satan or anything like that. Do you, do you believe that there are witches that can tap into a, a dark spiritual power? I think that there are just with anything, there is a, there's like the, their balance, right? There's the good and the bad. There's the positive and the negative. And there, yeah, of course, I think there are people that can use energies for harm. Um, however, whenever you, whenever which, you, which sit, is true of Christianity, by the way, yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, and that's, that's kind of the point is you, it, it depends on your intent. just like with any belief, you can weaponize any belief or any um, thought or, you know, practice to harm others. So what, what is your intent behind it? And I think that's the, that's the big question. So as you're interacting, say, with the tarot cards or these practices, what what do you think is the spiritual aspect of that? Are you interacting with something spiritual that's that's outside the temporal world that they see? How do you how do you perceive that? I see it as, you know, my way of connecting with the divine and being able to maybe communicate in a way that some might think that prayer is for them, um, a way of communicating. Whereas whenever I was in the Christian space and I would pray, I felt like I was just doing a lot of talking and I didn't, I didn't quite understand when people say, Oh, you need to listen. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I can't hear anything, you know? Um, so that was always really difficult for me. Um, but when I started utilizing things like tarot cards or even just like guided meditations, um, it was a way for me to receive a message. Mm -hmm. And by putting out my intent saying, hey, the angels that surround me, if you have a message for me or, you know, sometimes, you know, we talk about in um, within the Christian community, I do feel like it's talked about a lot of the time, like, oh, if somebody has passed away, they're like, oh, so-and-so sent me a sign today to let me know that they're with me. Um, and I, I feel if we like thought a little bit more into th that thought, it's very similar. It's, you know, them trying to connect with you from heaven or the, you know, um, afterlife realm. And 
why don't we open up more channels for them to connect and speak with us or um, or the universe in general to send us a message of of hope or something maybe we need to work on or where we are having troubles and struggles, what can we do to help overcome those? It's interesting because I was talking with somebody about this recently and I was saying, I, I think through meditation and practices like these, I can learn to share love and energy with other people. I think we all have a mystical connection. And my Christian friend was like, oh, I don't know if I believe in that. I'm like, well, when when somebody asked me to pray for their aunt in New Jersey that has a headache, what do you what do you think is happening? I mean, what what is the difference of saying, say a prayer for my dog who's ill and mm -hmm. saying I'm going to send love and energy to another person? I, I mean, do you see those as similar types of interaction with the spiritual realm? Absolutely. I think it's exactly the same. Just I think for most people, it's just the. Um, maybe the theological aspects and the um, the religious aspects of it, that what is within their religious realm is right, but anything outside of that or a little bit different than that can't be. Um, so if we maybe just like opened it up a little bit and think, well, I mean, it's all, it's all the same thing, just with maybe a different belief or a different um, thought process behind it. So as somebody who has a, a religious Christian background, how do you deal with verses in the Bible that talk about divination, witchcraft, don't suffer a witch to live? I, I don't know. How do you deal with verses like that? Yeah. So how I look at like the Bible now, um, I kind of look at it similarly as I would with other religions and knowing that there is so much good to be learned from it. And so many great stories. And like I listened to um, your episode with Joe Lumen recently. And oh, so many things that just really resonated with my heart. Um, and like the story of Jonah that you guys were talking about. Um, there's There are things to be learned and mirrored back and reflected just like in the Bible with other religions as well. Um, and also having a historical context um, and an understanding of um, the patriarchy and how that has affected women and, you know, people that would claim to be witches or maybe might just have their um, inclinations towards herbology and crystals and things like that. Um, and understanding at the time it was more of a context issue. Yeah. Um, just in a lot of the time, fear of the unknown and not, not really accepting anything outside of that. Um, yeah. It's, it's always, those things are very interesting to me. And I, I'm, I'm with you. I think we have to look at the Bible and say, this was written by an ancient group of Bedouin farmers and, mm -hmm. and they put God into a context they could understand. But what's right. interesting is the, the Bible, you know, restricts witchcraft and divination and dealing with, uh, you know, the dead, spirits of the dead and things like that. But then there's this story of where Saul, King Saul, calls Samuel up from the dead. Like he he gets witches, the witches of Endor to call up and 
and Samuel literally comes and talks to Saul. So mm -hmm. there's still this evidence that they believed. Because I think what happens in the West is we're like, oh, either that stuff is really spooky or or just hokum. But the Bible has evidence that it believed it was real. Elijah and Moses spoke to Jesus long after they were dead. And so I think the Bible has evidence that that this world and the mystical world, the divine, as you put it, are much more interactive than we give the Bible credit for understanding. Absolutely. It's it whenever you can like open up a little bit to it, I feel like God and the universe has shown itself to me in ways that it hasn't in my previous, you know, 24, 25 years in, in ways that like really made me feel, okay, I'm part of something just spectacular and I have a part to play in this. Um, whereas previously, I, I really felt disconnected from it. Mm. Wow, we're having a fascinating discussion with Ashley Heffley, and we'll get back to it in just a moment. But I want to read something to you here. It is a note from a young woman named Sarah who DM'd me on TikTok. And it says, I just wanted to send you a message to tell you how much I love your content. I grew up Mormon. Watching your videos makes me realize just how much I missed out on the actual teachings of Jesus in church. I have since deconstructed and left my orig uh, religion of origin, but have remained a believer in God. I wish I had grown up being taught the lessons that you teach with your interpretations and insight. I might have ended up more secure in my sense of self and more able to uphold my boundaries when, as an adult, they were repeatedly trampled. Thank you for being a light in a dark world. Wow, it's messages like that that make being a part of what I do worth doing. I want to invite you, if you believe those messages are worth seeing come around in this world, in a world where we can tell people that God is not mad at you, and you can seek out an emotional and spiritual well-being that's different than what you were taught growing up, and we can do it together in community. Would you be a part of supporting the Pastor Paul community? If you go to my website, pastor-paul.com, you can sign up for my newsletter and just get updates and blogs and e-inspires on a regular basis for free or you can help support us financially. It's a for-profit work that I do. I do pay taxes because I want to be part of helping pay for schools and roads and also don't want to violate a not-for-profit covenant with my community when I speak about politics and the other issues I speak of. So you don't get a tax deduction, but I promise you there's some spiritual blessing in sacrificing for others. And when I say sacrificing, I'm asking you to do so in a wise way that doesn't put your household in peril for as little as $5.99 a month. You can be a big help to keep this work going. We do it because it's a passion to get messages from people like Sarah who say, I wish I had known this when I was in church. And I wanted to say, I wish you know it now so that you can pursue spiritual and emotional well-being today.
pastor-paul.com is the website. If you're watching on YouTube, you can just point your camera right at the screen and give a gift or subscribe, and I will be eternally grateful for you helping us continue to share with the world the message, God is not mad at you. Wow, that's uh, I love how you put that. And and I think that's a lot of the journey I'm on too is I I always felt sort of like a pawn in God's game mm-hmm. and I needed to ask God to move me in good places rather than bad and now I I'm with you. I feel like it's much more up to you and me to be interactive with the spirit of heaven if it will to to see good things happen in the world and good things happen to ourselves and and a lot of things like that. And I'm still figuring all of that out. Same. And probably will be till I die. Yeah. That's the fun of it. I think we got to that point. I think I got to the point where I realized that I don't have to have it all figured out, but I can enjoy where I'm at and I can enjoy the interactions that I, I am having and I'm putting out and I think this is like the first time I've actually really felt a genuine joy being able to connect with God. Wow. So Ashley Hefley is my guest today. Her Instagram. Uh, is that kind of all your social media addresses there? Uh, yes, that's my Insta and TikTok. I'm not really super present on TikTok, but the, mostly Instagram. Okay, very good. And you can find her there and you do you do do you also do like do you do readings for people and and uh things like that um i i have prior and i have put that out there and i do enjoy doing that um on like a a case-by-case basis if somebody reaches out to me i haven't put it out for um like public sale per se but i do enjoy it so, um, and for those who are part of the Pastor Paul uh, community online on my website, pastor-paul.com, we're going to do a bonus podcast in a bit with Ashley, and she'll show us what a tarot card reading looks like, which I'm intrigued at and also worried that demons are going to jump on me. <laughs> so at least I, well, I hope not. I hope not in the middle I of I got it. my crystals. We're good. All right. So we're... <laughs> Where does Jesus fit all in, into all of this for you now? And and I hope these are okay questions to ask. Like, what oh, does yeah. what does Christianity look like for you in the middle of all of this? So I will say, like honestly, about a year ago, um, I was very angry with it. I I had to, I had to go through an anger phase. Um, but my husband still actually does claim to be a Christian. Um, he still claims that title. I've distanced myself from the title, but I do much like Joe on your recent podcast was talking about um, looking at Jesus as someone to strive to be and somebody who I still like hold dear to my heart um, as in the historical context and also the metaphor of like death and rebirth and how that lives within all of us and how we have we have a lot of power over that. Um, I find that Jesus was somebody that we can look to right now who protected women and people that were outliers in communities and um, was a champion of the marginalized. Um, and so he is somebody that I still really hold close to my heart. Yeah, there are times I wish somebody had written down him saying like slavery is bad, you know, or, or you know, there are a we few had those specifically written. <laughs> yeah. 
I would have asked him to say a few more things if I had my choice. But I, but I do believe that for me, Jesus was the demonstration of what interaction between humanity and heaven looks like. Mm. Um, my, I have a very good Buddhist friend that that I've that I've grown very close to over the last few years, and he says to me all the time, "Jesus was the best Buddhist ever." And, and uh, you know, that Jesus was out meditating all night long mm-hmm. to get himself centered again and know where he was. And and I know this is part of your message, right, that that even in Christianity, people can can reach for some of these other different practices and disciplines to to find their way to spirituality. Right. Yeah. I mean, even in you can see now like there's a very significant crossover um, in the evangelical world with like essential oils and things like that. And I want to be like, that's part of witchcraft. (laughs) That's part of it. It's, it's herbs. It's the earth. It's connecting with nature. It's yoga is starting to become okay too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's slowly getting there a little bit, but it, it is taking care of not just your physical body, not just your mental body, but like your, your soul. It is feeding your soul in the ways that you need to be fed and the ways that you need to be fed are different from mine, but it's, it's a journey to find that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the Greek word in the new Testament that we translate saved or salvation is sozo. And that's not a word that means say a magic prayer and go to heaven one day. It's a word that means to be restored body, mind, and soul to be wholly restored to what I think is sort of the Jewish concept of shalom. What's shalom? Mm. Shalom doesn't mean the lack of conflict or the lack of war. It means being able to have peace in the middle of all circumstances, to be okay in the middle of, of whatever comes down. And and so I do see a lot of these practices that that help us get there. And mindfulness, in fact, I have I have some of my incense going right now because I, yes. I, I found that, that uh, using these sensory opportunities really does connect me more to the the mystical and divine world. And so why wouldn't we try these things? And and I guess in the Bible says, if you ask God for breakfast, he's not going to give you a snake. And, and if we say, I want to find a way to connect more deeply with you, God, with heaven, with whatever that looks like. And if it's something bad, we'll, we'll know it. We'll, we'll push right. away from it. Right. I don't know. That's kind of the way I look at it. Right. I, I feel that um, if it were bad, I wouldn't feel so whole. Um, there would be a very distinct feeling. And I find myself really connected to my intuition um, that I I know that this is right for me. Hmm. What was... I, you know, and you say you were kind of following astrology as a young kid. Do you remember sort of when you said, okay, I'm going to try this mystical stuff and see what happened? What was that? That Was there like a moment and what was that like? So that, yeah, that was actually fairly recent. So I was, I mean, about a year ago, um, I connected with a community of people that they, they called themselves witches. And I was like, I kind of like agree with, all of your stuff, but I don't want to call myself that. Um, and we did a, uh, we had a community, like Zoom, like we are doing now. And we all just got together and did like a meditation together. Um, and we were focused on 
maybe like meeting any like angels or spirit guides and things. And it was just, it was like really beautiful and felt really transformative for me. Like a really, like a moment where I was like, okay, this feels real. Um, and even if it is in my head, the things that are coming to my head are speaking to me in ways that, that are moving me. And so I'm like, even if my, my psyche is making this all up, I'm still getting a lot of great messages from it. And I am finding myself like reignited as like a, as a woman, as a human being, um, and like filled with love that this just, this feels like the right path. And so I, I started tinkering down that path and really connecting with the other people that were part of the community. And, um, I had already started like a whole bunch of crystal collections and I had, you know, dabbling in the tarot cards and my astrology. And then it kind of just continued from there. <laughs> uh, it's, it's beautiful. So what, what do, do you see? What do crystals do? What, what, how do crystals work? Yeah. So crystals, you know, everything from the earth has energy, much like herbs. Um, everything is made of atoms and has different energetic elements that are part of them. Um, and so they each are known to have some kind of like metaphysical properties uh, attached to them. So I have like my black stones. Um, this one's a black tourmaline and a black obsidian. And like most black stones are just like very grounding and cleansing of negative energies um, and protective, protective being like the main one for all of the black stones. Um, so I like to have those near me with uh, computer stuff to help aid uh, no like computer techie issues. <laughs> so they have specific tasks they handle in your house. Yes, they do. I have um, like my selenite is this little like clear one. Um, that one is a cleansing property stone, very cleansing. And it can also charge other stones. You know, there's a lot of um, mainstream on social media about like charging your crystals under the moon and all that fun stuff, which is very witchy. Um, but I like how they look. And for me, it's like a physical representation of the energy that I want to embody. Um, so if it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo, that's what it is. That's fine. But it might work as a placebo, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, what you said about it could all be inside. I, I, I was on a podcast with an atheist friend of mine recently, and he's like, you know, why do you believe in something mystical and supernatural? And and I said, because I've just had too many supernatural experiences in my life to be able to just brush it away and say it doesn't exist. But I am willing to stipulate that could all be inside here. But if I can tap into that and feel like it's something that that brings me to my better self, then what's the harm? You know, I mean, I get the harm of Christianity yeah. if I'm trying to oppress somebody or force them into my religion and all of those things. But if if I'm thinking it's something coming externally from outside the universe and it's actually in here, I don't know. Have I lost anything in that? I, I, I'm still exactly. inspired. I'm, and the funny thing inspired, is, I'm sorry to, yes. keep, to keep going on, but th this is what I was taught 
in hearing God practice, in in hearing from the Bible, um, you know, sometimes they would say, well, if you don't hear anything when you're trying to give a prophetic word to somebody, just just give an inspiring verse and then see if it doesn't flow into something. So I don't see this as antithetical to most religious practice in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. If, if it's giving you a message and you feel it really resonates, what, what, what is the harm? It, it's not. <laughs> and you, uh, are you, sharing this with your kids are they growing up with an understanding of the, of this and do they understand their mom as a witch if you will so um being the mom of a blended family um the my oldest daughter is 9 and she lives with her mom most of the time okay. but we have uh, her for visitations and she actually was bringing up some uh questions about crystals prior to me even really sharing with her. And she kind of had some questions that about um, ghosts and things and, and connecting with spirits and stuff before I even got to talking with her. Um, so yeah, it's something that I do. My husband and I have decided my, our kids will know what I believe and they'll know what he believes and they'll know that we support them and their journey to figure out what they believe as well. And while I might be doing this weird thing over here with my incense and my crystals and I might be meditating or whatever, if that doesn't suit you, that's fine. Um, but both of my girls really enjoy uh, holding on to crystals and collecting those. And they really enjoy learning about my beliefs. Well, it, and it's, Again, this is all a world opening up to me. I, ha I had a friend who is an entrepreneur and he started selling these water bottles with, with crystals in the bottom of the mm. bottle. And, and I was asking him about it and he's like, I don't know what to tell you. I've seen the evidence. It is, it's pretty stark on, on the difference of drinking water out of this bottle versus just a regular bottle. And so I don't know, there's, there's something to all of this that, that I think is worth looking into. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right. So what I want to, I, I want you to, to kind of demonstrate a tarot card reading and you can sort of guide us in how we do that. And there's some folks even that have some questions or something. And so we can do that in the bonus podcast. And so we do that for the people in the, the Pastor Paul community, online community at pastor-paul.com. So you can join us over there and get a link to the bonus podcast, but it's been a, a wonderfully interesting conversation and I appreciate you bringing it to us. Oh, I've loved every minute of it. <laughs> All right. So join us in the bonus podcast. We'll get a tarot card reading with Ashley. And in the meantime, appreciate everybody joining us here on the Post-Evangelical Podcast with Pastor Paul and our website, pastor-paul.com. So there you have it, Ashley Hefley, the tarot card reading Christian. And you heard it. We're going to go to our bonus podcast now and actually get a tarot card reading from Ashley. And if you're interested to know how that works and not afraid that a demon is going to jump on you in the process, 
Come join us for our bonus podcast. You must be a subscriber to the Pastor Paul community at pastor-paul.com at a $5.99 level minimum. And you can hear Ashley give me a tarot card reading, answer some questions from our audience, and I hope you'll join us for that. And if you're not able to listen to that podcast, would you go to the website, pastor-paul.com, sign up for our newsletter, get a copy of our ebook that we're offering now, and consider whether your family can afford to do a little bit to help financially keep this work going to tell the world that God is not mad at you. We'll see you on the bonus podcast. And thanks for listening to this edition of the Post-Evangelical Podcast from pastor-paul.com. 